What is going on? All right. How is it sounding on your end? You sound fine to me. I can hear you. I mean, like, my audio is coming through on my phone, but I'm talking it in my mic. All right. Um, it's like that for me, too. So with this, I think you should be able to be come through, coming through clearly on the mic. So unless you can hear an echo, I don't hear one. I think we're good then. All right. This is way more official anyway. We finally graduated from Samsung earbuds. Nice. You know what? This time I'm going to I'm going to let you do the intro since you seemed so passionate about finally finishing the discussion on the large green lady. All right, man. Welcome to what is it, episode three? Episode four. Four. Welcome yes, sir. to episode four. Zeros to heroes. I'm Sterling Smith. Man, introduce yourself, bro. We got we got to get into it. Um, I am Tassan Young, the other co-host of Zeros to Heroes, and welcome to the postmortem of She-Hulk, aka the Big Green Lady, aka Fiona, aka Shrek, Shulky, whatever name you got for her. She's she got a lot of nicknames, and this show, man, just first off. Let me shut up for a bit, because you you seem so like I said you seem so passionate about this man. What are your thoughts on She-Hulk overall now that we've reached the end versus us just discussing the first three episodes last time, brother? This this show, if, if we want to call it a show, this might be the single worst piece of media I have seen. This calendar year, and probably the five before it, and and that includes Cannibal Holocaust, which I just saw last week. Watch oh, it. Shit. Don't care. Just know this is somehow worse than that. I'm offended for having even seen this show, and I am eternally grateful that I don't pay for the Disney Plus subscription that I watch this show on. Because if I, I would be, I would be. DMing Jessica Gao specifically, personally asking for a refund for the two months that that show has been on Disney. But I need two months of Disney Plus. I really need four. I need four months of somebody else's Disney Plus subscription money for what I had to go. I need restitution. I cannot believe there is no way on God's green earth that that made it through whoever it is. Bro, you know who it is. Kevin Feige. <laughs> it made it through him. I. Or maybe it was the AI. I don't know. But whoever whoever it is that let this show get on the air, they got to go, too. Everybody got to go. Man. So uh, let's, let's, let's get into the nitty-gritties, man. Um, first, let's ask this. Do you want to talk about the finale first? Or do you want to talk about the stuff that we haven't, um, the, the episodes that we haven't talked about leading up to the finale? Uh, let's do it. Let's do it in chronological order. But before we do that, before we do that, I feel like we got to touch on the situation that the entire MCU is in and what's gotten us to this point. I'm going to try and be fast about it, but I feel like it has to be said. Go ahead. First of all, I think the first major mistake that Marvel made when they started the MCU is that there is nobody whose specific job it is to police the continuity of the MCU. There should be somebody who every director and writer has to go meet with to make sure everything in their show or movie is consistent with what we've already seen. And the reason that I know that's not happening 
is because you have comments like Wong made in one of these episodes where where Jennifer's like, we're going to do this by the book. And he was like, the book of Vishanti. You mean the book of Vishanti that was destroyed two months ago in fucking Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Nobody's policing this shit. Nobody's checking on it. There should be one person that should reject more scripts than he ever accepts just on the purpose of making sure all of this shit makes sense and relevance to each other. Like, Can I add something to that? The, yeah. Since you bring up that scene, you know what? Like the the book of Vishanti joke, like I, I, that was stupid. Um, I I chuckled a little bit at it just because I was already so I was already mentally checked out of the MCU by the time we got to the first episode of the show. So really, I just I was just rolling with it. But this scene in particular, what struck with me was when he suggested erasing everyone's memories, and that was blowing my mind. Because for anyone who's seen No Way Home, which was a shit ton of people since it made over a billion dollars at the box office, you would know that Wong was the main one who was objecting to using the memory erasing spell in that film. So it's like, why would he suggest this now, <laughs> even for the sake of a joke in the scene? That's like, what? Damn. Yeah, he was literally, literally the main person that was like, do not fucking do this shit. And then Steven was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it anyway, because that's just how it works. But exactly, bro. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, please, nobody's listening, but they should be. Please stop hiring people based off one good episode. Like, how many times have we had writers get put on to run entire shows and they've got, like, one episode of a mediocre show to their name? Like, we can't keep doing this. That would be like... That would be like me at work sending in one good spreadsheet and they're like, you know what, Sterling, you'd be a good CFO. Like, that's not how this works. That's how any of this works. Never has been, never should be. And then also, we need to stop hiring people just because of what they look like or what they identify as or what their sexuality is. I think, bro, can we please just get niggas to do shows because they've proven that they're good at writing and running shows? Like, it was like you were telling me before or earlier today that Jessica Gao was pissed because she didn't get to do fucking Shang-Chi. And it's like, just because you Asian don't mean you need to be writing Shang-Chi. Like, there's a thousand other reasons why you shouldn't be on some shit like that or why you should. But first thing, continuity. Second thing, we need to stop hiring people because they did one thing. And then third, we need to stop hiring people just because of how they look or what their politics are. Right. And I and whole reason all this shit has gone to the trash but with that out of the way we can get into what we just witnessed over the past eight weeks or nine weeks to add on to your last point with jessica gal it seems like her and kevin feige have some like some weird relationship going on or something like and maybe i'm reaching but reports have come out where she's admitted to at least wanting or she almost quit over the she-hulk finale apparently um, I just saw a few articles about that. I hadn't read, like, just, or just I saw a few headlines, let me say. But there was that, um, the Shang-Chi deal. Um, she she also s- casually said in some interviews that she, that Kevin basically lets her bully him. Maybe I'm reaching here. I probably should pull up one of these joints. But with all this coming out, along with the whole trolling the fans deal on her part, it's just like, it's really just not looking good on top of everything that you've stated already. It's just, man, like, like, how did, how did she get away with all this? I'm, bro. I, I mean, if you look at all of the stuff that's that 
even if you look at like interviews from Jessica Gao, it's like, fam, why wouldn't we? That's another thing. That's another thing. She literally came out in an interview and said that she didn't read comic books and didn't enjoy them, didn't like them, preferred not to read them. Like, why would I hire somebody to do a show based on an IP that a person openly said that they dislike? Why would I hire somebody? It's never going to be good. It will never be good. If you don't enjoy something, you won't be near as good as if you did. That's just how it works. Like, if I came out today, what's a show I don't like? Let me see. Lord of the Rings, right? Never read a book, never watched a movie. Would you hire me to do a Lord of the Rings adaptation if I told you that I never had any interest in Lord of the Rings? Would that make sense to you? Mm, I mean, if my name was Kevin Feige, maybe. Exactly, bro. That, like, <laughs> like you... Come on, man. I think... I don't think you gotta be an expert. You don't. You don't have to be the most comic book read nigga to, to do a comic book adaptation. But if you can get on the air, if you can get on the internet and say that you essentially have never read your source material and you don't care for it, you should not be able to have a child adapting it. Nah, I, I would. I would agree. And shoot, it's like it's not even that hard to just like watch a few videos on the on the internet or even look look up some. Spark note summaries, and I feel like, well, Jessica Gao herself has, and maybe, and probably a lot of the other writers in the room haven't read comic books like that. But just from the little bit of Dan Slot's run of She Hulk, I feel like someone looked up a Spark note summary, or maybe at least one person in that room has touched a She Hulk comic or touched a few of them. Uh, um, I don't know, but that's my guess. But it's like it clearly wasn't enough. I mean, even if they had, even if they had read the source material, it's obvious that they have no respect for it and don't give a fuck about it. Because look what we got. Like, it's like you were telling me earlier today, most of these characters don't look shit like they do in the comics. Like, they don't resemble them at all. Some of them don't even exist in the comics. Yeah, and and to clarify here, I have only read the first issue of The Savage She-Hulk and the first four issues of Dan Slott's initial run of She-Hulk. But literally just from those first four issues, you learn about so you learn so much more about these characters or some of these characters introduced in the show than you do in the show. Like I told you about how Pug was a bouncer who got saved by Spider-Man whenever he was getting mugged by some mobsters. Like where was anything like that for his character or any other character in the show aside from Jen? Man, all of that all that just shows that, you know what, you know what would make more sense if they just came out and just said, you know what, it's too hard. It's too hard for me to make an adaptation and make it make sense and make it respectful to the source material and satisfying to anybody who ever gave a fuck about the character. Now, I'm not one of those people. I'm not saying I ever cared about She-Hulk. I knew she existed. I didn't read the comics, but I could tell by watching this show that they've got about as much respect for the character as I do. Less, actually. Less, in fact. Anything I came up with would have been better than this. Like, I don't know, man. I just don't know. And it's just like, you're telling me nobody, nobody else knows how to come out with something that's like, even if you had come out with something that's as good as WandaVision, for them, like, that's a win. But this shit right here, this shit right here, 
even in the finale, even in the finale, they simulated us turning that bullshit off. Like, right, bro. Bro, what? And we're not even at the finale yet, but it's like, and then her, the whole theme of Jessica Gow, she was like, she's like, oh, you know, we wanted to, you know, we we had we were able to anticipate the criticism of our show three years ago when we started writing it. Then why didn't you come out with some better shit? You did this. <laughs> I don't know, man. And it's like, even with that being said, even if you wanted to stick it to the trolls, and I guess we may even count as people in this regard, you know, like, because nowadays, if you criticize She-Hulk, you're an incel. You're, you're a little dick-ass nigga who gets no no women. That's, that's, that's the rules. And hey, if you're a woman who doesn't like She-Hulk, you're a femcel who has internalized misogyny. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't make the rules here. This is straight from the overlord Mickey Mouse. Uh, this it is what it is how does it feel to be a part of intelligentsia sterling man i'm gonna keep it a thousand if i'm in intelligentsia i'm i got the most hoes in intelligentsia (laughs) if if that's what it's gonna be look all right then i'll be that i'll be that fuck it because look man i know one thing i know i wouldn't fuck up a show like this like think about it this show was a home run written by women for women or whoever the fuck it was for. Honestly, I don't even think they know, depending on what episode you're watching. But it's like the time that this is coming out, this this should have been a layup. All the women should have been behind this shit. And a lot of I haven't I haven't seen a whole lot of positive reactions from women. Like they're all like, this is some bullshit. It fails fundamentally at just about everything you would assume that they would set out to achieve by making the show. Like all the statements that they wanted to make about the relations between men and women and the type of character that Jennifer is supposed to be doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any fucking sense. Jennifer is one of the worst protagonists I've seen since like Clockwork Orange. Come on, man. She's not even a good lawyer. Like if you go through, if you look at 99% of the cases we saw her try, she either won by luck the whole case got thrown out or it would have gotten thrown out. You go like the fucking the first case it was declared a mistrial. That's the first case we see her do. It's a mistrial. And then I don't even remember the Blonsky case. First of all, Blonsky should never be up for parole ever. Like, nah, bro. He was he was he was like swinging and hitting people like 20 feet in the air, destroying shit, bro. Like he was on a whole rampage in Harlem of his own free will as the abomination. That's the thing. It's not a different personality. Didn't that nigga like take, he like pulled a helicopter out the air, didn't he? Yes, bro. He Like I said, he was on a whole rampage. Like destroyed the helicopter and I don't know how many people he killed, but he definitely killed some people. Not some, a lot. A lot of people. It's like there, <laughs> there's no reason why he should honestly be out of that cell. Exactly. And then I don't know how the fuck Jen gets in parole because I don't even think she said anything that would make me want to give him parole. Like, why the fuck would I let this guy out? Bro, that nigga turned into abomination in the hearing. And then you fucking have Wong show up, shows up, admits to a crime. First of all, 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 they set the precedence, precedent, damn, 
that you're not supposed to be using your powers in there. She, there, there was like, bitch, un-She-Hulk yourself. Sign all these waivers. And by the way, a lawyer signs like nine sheets of paper or like, I don't know, it was a tablet, I think. But like she like scrolled a lot and shit, didn't read none of that. A lawyer not going to read a contract or she's signing? Interesting. Okay. Kind of a shitty lawyer if you ask me, whatever. So then Wong uses his powers to get into the to the courtroom or whatever, and nobody says shit about it. They just kind of look back a little bit because it sparks in the air, but nobody gives a fuck. No guards around him or anything like that. Swoops in, admits to a crime. They're like, you know, he just admitted to a crime. He's like, well, I'm leaving. And it's like, um, I don't think Wong is the type of person that would have like no respect for, for human law. Like that doesn't really make sense. That doesn't track either. So there's another inconsistency between some movies and others. Then the next case, she like wins the defamation case against against uh titania by by no, or was it the tinder case that was first oh, no, no, think, no 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 this is the same one never mind i'm i'm it, sure it's the same one so they went first of all she doesn't even win that case mallory wins it for her and they win it by she hulk just admitting that she she let a bunch of weird niggas take her to dinner and then one of them she date raped and then it was like well Guess you really are acting like She-Hulk, and then she just won. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, you, you know what's funny about this, too, is that, like, I saw other people point this out. You know, the, the criteria of the case of her needing to win was that she had to prove she officially used the She-Hulk identity, right? So why would she use the Tinder profile and all that when her law firm hired her specifically because she was She-Hulk? And she could have said, oh, I work at GLK&H as She-Hulk. Yeah, like literally the identity of She-Hulk is literally the prerequisite to her even getting the job. Like she wouldn't even have the job at GLKH if she wasn't She-Hulk. Nope, gonna run right past that. Superhuman Law Division, not that important. But my tender though, that's gonna wait space. Right. Bro, they needlessly embarrassed Jen. It's like, damn, just, even I was watching this episode, it was like, I don't I don't really like Jen still. But you know, I was sitting here, it's like, bro, this is like, it's like in a weird way, you kind of feel uncomfortable for her because it's like, damn, you're having your whole dating history just being just paraded around in the courtroom and all this other shit. But you need, but in, in the words, in the episode's um, logic, she needed this to win. But of course, it's, we just established it's like, she didn't have to do that. Yeah. Then there's the other case that's like one of the same, ep- like the episode before where Wong is trying to put a cease and desist on fucking where Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Blaze. Johnny Blaze is Ghost Rider. So she gets him to sign the C and D by threatening him with a demon. That sounds like some type of coercion to me. I don't think I think that would get thrown out. So like she would know not to do that shit either. That and they threw a drunk girl on the stand, you know, Madison with two Y's, or it was no Madison. Was it Madison with two Y's or two N's, something like that? I forget the phrase already. It was like Madison with two N's, but not where you think. <laughs> Some shit like that. I don't remember, bro. It's it's so funny. Like just two things about her character, real quick. I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but the actress low key looks like Elizabeth Olsen. So maybe that's one reason why people have shined to her character. Um, but that there's that, and she was actually one of the more likable characters in the show, even if it was for just a small bit. I can see why people actually enjoyed her presence. Oh yeah, because if you've been to college, you've met a white girl that acts exactly like that. <laughs> yes. 
Wrongers! Oh, yeah, absolutely. I definitely have. <laughs> Shoot. Bro, we went to school with white girls like that. <laughs> That's fact. But anyway, so, yeah, so she literally doesn't win, like, any of the cases we see her do through skill or ability. But we're supposed to believe she was, like, a top lawyer for the DA office at the beginning. So it's like, well, how the fuck did you get that far? And then she's pissed because she's like, oh, I got the job just because I'm shield and not because I'm good. And it's like, we literally have yet to see any evidence that she was ever good. What's so frustrating about this is that, like, people are going to say, oh, you guys didn't read much of the comics or it's she got hired or what or something like that. Just some excuse from the comics. But just from reading the first issue, bro, she actually did get hired for her skill as a as Jennifer um, Walters as a lawyer. And shoot, maybe in this aspect, they really did mean to troll people because it's like they literally made her a diversity hire in the comics. It's like, no, um, Holloway specifically wanted her for her skill and told her not to be She-Hulk when she was at the law firm. Yeah, it's like the complete opposite. But here's the thing, man. I can put this out right now. If you listen to this and you want to tell us that our opinion doesn't make sense because we haven't read enough She-Hulk, we've read about it. Us combined have read about as much She-Hulk as Jessica Gow has, bro. So, like, we're going to put it out right now. Throw that, throw that argument out the window because she didn't read this shit either, bro. Ain't no way. Somebody read it to her, maybe, but she didn't read that shit. She literally came out and said she don't like comic books. And you're going to tell me that I got to go read I gotta go read the comics? No, absolutely not. Because if she don't got to read them to do the show, I don't got to read them to review the show. That's bullshit. What was the other case? No, no, no. She didn't even have another case after this, or I don't think. Because we went straight to the wedding episode? Or no, no, no. She had the suit. Or was this? I'm getting my episodes mixed up. I think the suit episode is the next time she like actually practices law, and then like but law what case was there in that one. That's when that's when Daredevil showed up, and then no, no, no. Like I mean, I mean the first one, like it was the one like right before the wedding. There was one right before. No, yeah, don't you remember? Like that was like people were mad that teased Daredevil because Luke made his suit, and then right after that was the wedding episode where they straight up say, "Oh, this is a filler episode. Like we're here to piss away your time." Oh, yeah, 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 I do remember that. But I'm talking about, I was talking about specifically like the court cases we've seen her do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, I'm getting off track here. So then, yeah, let's skip to the Daredevil case where Matthew, Matt Murdock just fucking spanked She Hulk in this case. Bro, he shitted all over her in that case. Like, and the thing is, even, even if her client hadn't have been like an idiot, he probably still, he was still going to beat her. Like, he had his shit together. Also, 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 we have to acknowledge the fact that Daredevil was like, yeah, the Sokovia Accords got appealed or got repealed or whatever. What? Just casually dropped that shit, bro. Bro, literally the Sokovia Accords are indirectly tied to the reason why half the universe died. They literally, like, literally lost a Thanos because they were divided. And you're telling me, nah, that shit don't matter no more. It will always matter, bro. Black Widow is dead because of the Sokovia Accords. If you think about it, if you want to, if you want to tie it, trace it back, like all the way back, she is literally dead because of the Sokovia Accords, because it's arguable that if the Avengers had been all at the same place at the same time, probably wouldn't have even lost to Thanos. So all types of people lost five years of their life, bro. Half the universe lost five years of their life because of the Sokovia Accords. And then in three seconds, you're telling me that it's gone now. It's done away with. It doesn't work like that. You got to show your work, bro. Like, that's that's ridiculous. And then... And then just, like, when you look at this phase, 
all the shit that's happened, there is no way in hell they would repeal that shit, bro. Metahumans are out of control. <laughs> Absolutely. The thing is, the more the more movies we got after after uh, Captain America three, the less right Captain America was. Tony was right as fuck. They were blowing all types of shit up. Doctor Strange was collapsing the world on top of itself. Fucking She-Hulk is throwing Bugattis at Daredevil. Like, bro, this shit has to stop. Smashing parking garages, like, not even concerned with who may or may not be underneath there. Exactly. She did the fucking Vin Diesel family stomp from Fast and Furious. <laughs> fucked up the parking garage, bro. And then she's like, don't remind me of that movie. Don't remind me of that movie. <laughs> Bam. And this is somehow worse than that. Shoot. Like, we, we talked about it earlier. When you think about it, when you look at Jen's behavior, I mean, first off, I think the, the closest, like, the two most heroic things she did this entire season was save the people in that first courtroom, right? Like, in that first episode. And then save um, uh, Luke, was it, was, it, is it, was it Luke, Jacobs, Luke Jacobson, the Taylor guy? Those, those are the most heroic things she did this entire show. Yeah, and she killed, like, 20 people doing that shit. When she fucking collapsed the ceiling on those guys, Daredevil was just going to beat up. Hey, it is what it is, man. They were criminals. So whatever. <laughs> At least that's, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm making excuses for someone else already. I, I agree with you, but yeah, it, it is what it is. But yeah, bro, I think those are like all of the cases we see her do. And then, well, unless you want to count her being a witness on the, uh, the pug case where he had to do the thing with the shapeshifter and the guy's like, I was beating Megan the Stallion. And then we, we already talked about that bullshit. <laughs> that that was some of the worst television I've ever been exposed to, bro. Like, and the thing is, if you listen to the justifications of most of the shit that goes on in that show, like it's paper thin. They're like, ah, oh, we just want basically like every every justification is like we wanted to do it, and that's it. For every choice they make, we wanted to do it. Thought it'd be funny. Thought it'd be cool. Doesn't have shit to do with like reverence to the characters they're using or making like tasteful references to anything that's happened in the MCU before this show has come out. Like they're just like, ah, we just wanted to do it. And then you look at some of her interviews, she's like, yeah, we went in the writer's room and we just talked about our personal experiences. And it's like, all of this is starting to make sense now. So that all that tells me is most of these writers can't get niggas or can't get most of these writers are hoes. Like, it's either one or the two. Like, because if you look at it, Jen either can't get a man or she can't keep a man. So that means one of them bitches in there can't keep a man and one of them bitches in there can't get one. You know what? I won't even call them bitches. My bad. I'll rescind that. One of those people can't get a man or a woman and one of those people can't get a man or a woman. And like, if you look at it and then like the, the comments where it's like, ew, she. 30. Nobody thinks like that. I'm here to tell you right now. All the 20-year-old dudes I know have been waiting to hit something that's 30. I'm telling you right now. We'd be excited about that shit. Nobody cares if a woman is 30. Come on, bro. Like, in what in what world? But also, uh, Nerdrotic, he did this video, and he was like, yeah, that's just, that's just how California women be acting. Like, it's like a very California experience of life and the way they do things over there. Like, everybody think they famous. Everybody's got this weird social thing going on. So, like, when her, when she said that the whole script is basically just their personal experiences, doesn't have shit to do with She-Hulk. Really, they're using She-Hulk as a vehicle to explain how their lives have gone up to date. And it's looking pretty sad. Wouldn't trade places with any of them. God damn, bro. I don't necessarily disagree with all that. It's funny what they say. Like, She-Hulk is very, um, 
you know, sleeping around. Like, she's sleeping around a lot in the comics, too. Um, that's a part of the character there. But it's like, remember how I said earlier that they wanted this show to be sex positive for kids, which is, um, that's that's a whole other thing in of itself. It's funny, like, honestly, looking at this show, I don't even think you would say, I, at least I would personally say, I don't think it's sex positive in, really for anyone. Because it's like, Jen, she can't even sleep around right. Like, she'll mess with a guy, and then afterward like whenever it's discovered that he didn't like her or something like that or at least like with the with the first guy first off she attracted him by using she hulk and then i don't know if i would personally go as far as to say that first case was date rape but i would say it was catfishing yeah she catfished the hell out that man and then she looked at us and was like i ain't even want him anyway like we supposed to feel bad it's like nah like come on bro Right. That's and, like, and she slept with him, like, really, just because he complimented her and all that. And then it ain't even, it, it's worse than regular catfishing, because at least in regular catfishing, by the time you start fucking them, the reason why you fucking them is because you done already seen, they done took off the push-up bra, they done took the corset off and shit, like, they done took all that shit off, you like, damn, but I got to see it through, because I live 30 minutes away, and you just beat anyway. This wasn't that. She literally fucked him as She-Hulk. The first time he ever saw her as a regular person was the next morning. Like, D was done. He couldn't even make that decision for himself. He couldn't even be like, got to see it through, my boy. It was too late. He already saw it through, and he didn't even know. There's that. And then the whole deal with Josh, where, honestly, it's like, she went on a date with this dude. She went on three dates with this guy. Doesn't know him. She How well does she know him? Because it was like, we don't really get in depth with the dates there. It's a pretty shallow relationship in terms of how it's portrayed. So it's like, damn, she slept with him um, when she barely knows him. And then, oh, it turns out he was evil. Like, so, I mean, everyone predicted that too. But it's still, it's like, I, I, like some people are already going to get on me for saying all this. But it's like, ugh, is, is, is this shit really, at least, I don't think it's sex positive the way Jen goes about her sex life. It'd be different if she was just sleeping around and just ain't give a fuck or whatever but it's just like nah it genuinely seems like this shit is not healthy for her i agree because then because then her friend makes the comment and she's like she's like it's perfectly natural to be disgusted with yourself the first like 48 hours after you hook up with somebody it's like i can't i can't relate to that i don't remember it being what she acts like that was standard procedure. That only happens like once in every 10 encounters. I mean, may maybe it's different for women. I don't know. I mean, there are there are a lot of men who don't know where the G-spot is. So I, I don't fucking know, man. I, then I, again, I, her friend is um, LGBT. So, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but her friend's kind of a piece of shit. She's like a horrible friend, but we can get to that later. But it's like, also, if we're going to keep it a thousand, we just got evidence that Jen, Jen got that mid. Because look, if I'm Josh, right, if I'm Josh and I get up in there and it's fire, even though I already did my job and I just need to copy the phone, it ain't nothing stopping me from spinning that block. That boy Josh went ghost on her. She put that garbage on him, bro. Like, he was like, don't need this again. Four out of ten, wouldn't eat. Like that shit must have been horrible because he was like, My job is done. Cause you know, you know, niggas, even if they got a job to do, they still gonna spin the block if that shit fired. That shit couldn't have been fired, bro. Cause he he went off the grid. He probably smashed that phone after she texted him the second time. God damn. I mean, yeah, something be pushing him away. She somehow managed to pull Daredevil. I mean, and, and Daredevil apparently don't give a fuck either. He be hooking up. I mean, first of all, we don't. I don't, I personally don't have a problem with either of them being hoes. I remember Daredevil was a hoe, wasn't he? Because I think that's yes, why he, he was, bro. 
He was yeah. out there in the comics too. Hell, he was he was with Black Widow for a bit too. Exactly, bro. Nobody's been about that. It's just like the the messages are confusing about what we're supposed to think about Jay. And I feel like this what they've done with her isn't really. I I don't think it's what they intended. I think they got caught up in trying to respond to people who hadn't said anything yet. This is three years. We didn't even know. Three years ago, I didn't even know they were making a She-Hulk show. Nobody knew. So, like, you spending this time responding to niggas who don't even know you are writing this show yet. And as a result, the entire narrative suffers for it, and your point doesn't even get across. We don't even know what the fuck you're trying to tell us. Meanwhile, like, like hardcore She-Hulk fans, at least for a lot of them, for what I've seen, have been sorely disappointed in this show. That's the original point I was trying to get. Why um, cater to trolls? Because that's really what it was. You can say that you were trolling the trolls, but in a way, you can kind of say you were catering to trolls and critics with the shit that you were doing versus catering to the people who actually gave a fuck about this character. <laughs> Yeah, bro, like, they literally made a internet trolls. A red, they made a Reddit thread, the fucking main big bad, bro. What? Like, I thought Titania was, like, her version of Joker. Like, that's, like, her arch nemesis. Titania didn't do shit. She got beat up at a wedding and disappeared and then showed up in the finale and nobody explained why she was there. Why would she come to an intelligentsia rally, bro? Just random shit, man. Literally, that was the point of the scene. Just, oh, random shit. It's all crashed together. It's Hulk, abomination. First off, why was he speaking to them as abomination? He literally just turned into A-bomb just to talk to these guys. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, bro. I guess he makes more if he does speaking speaking gigs like that. I, I don't know, bro. They're like... They must be paying a lot of shit. Bro, like, and then if you think about it, that would be like that. That would be like us inviting like the Oklahoma City bomber to our podcast. Like Blonsky should he hasn't been acquitted, bro? He just got let out on. He's just he's just on parole. Like he still killed all those people. You just brought a mass murderer to your little rally or whatever. Yeah, no telling what he'd do. Really, I mean, he is apparently reformed and all that, but it's, what, really, what what the hell does that even mean with how they ended the show? Since they they had him go back in jail, like what what good is his reformation? All it allowed him to do is have twelve sister wives, and that's it. You noticed that one of them was Jessica Gao too. No. Like, no, I'm I... pretty sure one of them was, at least from what I've seen. And, like, one of them, like, I swear to God, looked like her. And then they said she and some of the other writers had another cameo at the gala. Like, these yeah. niggas think they Stan Lee or some shit. They always wanted to be in movies, but never mind. I'm not going to go there. But, yeah, bro, I believe it. I believe she did that. I mean, if I were a show, I'd probably be in it, too. I'm not going to fault her for that. But it's, like, it's too much. When you, when you look at the fact that she pretty much wrote the entire show based on her life, Bitch, just write an autobiography. Like, we didn't ask. We didn't ask to know what it's like for you to get on a Tinder, like, to get on Tinder, bro. Like, we didn't ask for none of that. And then what's wild about all that Tinder shit is, like, now, Tatiana Maslati, Maslani or whatever, I mean, she ain't really my type, like, specifically. But if I seen her on Tinder, she, I probably swipe right. Like, the fact that she's unable to get dates as Jennifer, I think that's ridiculous. Because no, it's yeah. That was bullshit from the jump. Bro, even with that headshot picture of her, as plain as it was of just her, there would be niggas that would swipe right. I do not care. I've seen this shit. Like, bro, have you seen the Tinder experiment videos on YouTube? Nah, but I've been on Tinder enough to know what's fire and what's trash. So I've Bro, I swear, like, look up one of these experiment videos. Like, I've seen one where, like, people will make a fake profile pretending to be a girl, right? Like, they won't even have to upload a picture of themselves, and they will still get hundreds of matches. 
shit like that. You could be 60 years old, 60 years old and be unattractive or attractive, like from some of the experiments I've seen um, where people were pretending to be these fake women and they would still get a shit ton of matches. So it's like, no, anyone who has actual experience with dating apps and all that shit would, would be calling bullshit on that scene, bro. I'm sorry. Like, no, she did not need She-Hulk to get matches. That's bullshit. Fam, people literally get on the app and swipe right on everything until they run out of matches. Off the strength of that, she would get matches, bro. Fam, I have seen I have seen Tinder accounts of women that have multiple children and are currently pregnant. And I bet them hoes get matches. I bet them hoes get matches. So you're telling me, first of all, Jennifer's a lawyer and she said she was a lawyer. That means she has money. You know what that means? All type of broke niggas will be hitting her line, bro. So yes, like under no, like there is no way on God's green earth or or She Hulk's greenhouse or wherever you want to be. Don't matter. She would get some fucking matches, bro. She would get some matches. Like like Jen, like they made Jen plain on purpose, but plain hoes get fucked too. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what else to say about that. But aside from the Tinder shit. Um, I would bring up the wedding episode, but what the hell is the point other than saying like um it was just it was just another time wasting shit. It was some more self-insert shit. Um it's weird how like the girl that invited her to the wedding didn't even seem like she liked her, and Jen just like let her bully her pretty much, but she was all disrespectful to Bruce. Yeah, bro. But also, I mean, the the bride kind of accused Jen of trying to upstage her. I mean, she did. Like she did it because she's like, I don't want you to upstage me at my wedding, which that makes complete sense. Like that's always been considered bad form. Like you don't steal the show at a fucking wedding. That's number one. Number two, Jennifer literally told the literally told us specifically because she does the fourth wall breaks or whatever, literally told us that that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to show up and and you know get and get all the attention and then what was funny about that shit is when she came to the wedding and walked in they're like and your ass looks amazing she's been facing you the whole time you haven't seen it i mean maybe they can see maybe it's so big that they can see it from the front i'm being Boy, I'm trying to be charitable here <laughs> hell no she was not that she wasn't even really thick like that she was just tall her ass was just higher up in the air than it usually is yeah i i, I don't know man but like it was, it was just, it was just another bit where they just had to have other people just validate Jen. My guess with this relationship she has with the bride is that she was like a former high school bully or some shit. This is my headcanon based on how they interacted in the episode. I don't know, but it's like, honest to God, what like with how they treat her and all this other shit is like, why is Jen even a bridesmaid? She, she, it seems like she barely even still knows this girl. It's like, what the hell is the point of this episode? I mean, like her getting invited would be fine. But being a bride, bro, like, think about it. Usually a bridal or a groom party is like five people. So you're telling me that this woman who is treating you like dog shit right now at this very moment, she can't find one person in her whole life that she would rather have up there than you. If y'all clearly don't have a good relationship and have, and she said they haven't spoken in years. So it's like, I mean, bro, if I got married today, there wouldn't be somebody up there that I haven't spoken to in years. Like, that doesn't make any sense. No, not as, like, your groomsman or your bridesmaid or no shit like that. Like, maybe they'll be at the wedding. Exactly, bro. Like, that's, like, it'd be like if you were, like, you got to pick five people. It's like you got to pick five people for a very specific task. Like, you have to pick five people to win, like, 
I don't know, like a fucking spelling bee. You got to pick five people to, to win a spelling bee, right? And then one of the people you pick is illiterate. That wouldn't make sense. You can't justify that. That's pretty much what this woman did. She's like, yeah, we haven't spoken in years, but I'm going to put her on my bridal party. What? Only way that makes sense is if there's like a 10-person bridal party, and there clearly wasn't. It was like five. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just a lot of reaches and stretches or whatever just to make this episode happen. Titania shows up, and so does Josh. I mean, She-Hulk shows up at a wedding, and these people just so happen to track her there, but they don't believe her when she says Titania's just there to fuck with her. But surprise, surprise, she's there to fuck with Jen. We get the awful-ass wedding fight. And it's like, man, I really, I know this ep- this episode was bad, but at this point, I was like, come on, man. At least at least give me a decent wedding brawl or some shit. I mean, e- even though y'all not giving a fuck about the people around you, it's like, uh, whatever. I'm, I'm not asking for much anymore from Marvel at this point. Just give me a good fight. Give me something. But then they have her slip on a fucking ice cube. This metahuman woman slips on an ice cube, busts her teeth, or no, not her teeth, her veneers. But somehow She-Hulk's fist didn't do the same thing. Like, what what the hell is going on, fam? Well, another thing. So Jen is fucking, is throwing up, right? Then Titania pulls up, knocks her all the way, like, it knocks her like 10 feet back. My problem is, so if Bruce in human form can get cut in a car accident that makes him bleed enough that it can contaminate Jen's cuts, which would establish the precedent that a Hulk person is not invulnerable in their human form, even though kind of contradicts the Incredible Hulk because Edward Norton fell out of a fucking helicopter and then he just survived and turned into Hulk. And then Bruce also said he tried to kill himself and every time he did, he turned into the Hulk. So that doesn't make any damn sense, but whatever. So if Bruce can get cut, in a car accident as a regular person, then shouldn't Jen's fucking face cave in if she got punched by Titania in human form? It should. That, or she should turn into She-Hulk. Yeah, like immediately. And then and then her powers aren't even really tied to anger. Like, she's really not a Hulk at all. If she can just switch, like, she can change form at will. I mean, well, it's different depending on the different um, Hulks or whatever. The reason why Bruce Banner has a split personality is because of the whole abuse that he suffered as a kid. Really, most people like them are really like Jen to where they have the same personality in their transformed state, at least from what I've heard. Interesting. Well, yeah, that fight was it was it was hot garbage, bro. It was shit. I mean, but does Jessica guy look like somebody that can that knows what a good fight looks like? No. Nah. Like, honestly, bro, if you pull up her picture, she writes exactly the way you think she would by looking at her photo. What, what is that supposed to be, bro? Like, <laughs> like, have you ever been you ever been online and somebody tweets some shit, like some dumb shit or some like extremely woke SJW type shit or like some very out of touch shit. And then you go in their media and you're like, yeah, this is something you would say. Like, it makes sense now. It all makes sense now. Let's say there's, like, a person with an anime AVI, right, on Twitter, and then they're like, yeah, I only bathe, like, three times a week. And then you go in their media, and it's, like, it's a white dude. It's a white dude with, like, locked hair. You'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this makes sense. This all lines up. It's like that with this show. As soon as I saw her face, I was like, yep. You know, I don't know if I can argue with that. So I won't. But before we move on from the wedding episode, one line that I thought was funny in particular, when Titanic went up to Jen, she said someone's like, it's no fun if you're not She-Hulk, which is weird because it's like it's implying that they've interacted much as She-Hulk or fought much. 
I mean, the last time they fought with her as She-Hulk, she she literally gave her like she literally one shot her, gave her the side of the treatment. But now it's like, oh, it's no fun. Like if you're not She-Hulk, you you telling me you enjoyed getting laid out like that? Yeah, like that shit was never fun. You weren't even conscious for <laughs> for mostly y'all of, of the last time y'all fought. It wasn't like, even just a- like that line implies a whole other kind of dynamic or relationship between these two that we just have not seen in the show. Yeah, bro, like, what? It ain't fun if you... First of all, they ain't even got real beef, bro. They ain't got real beef, because Titania wouldn't have given her a pass at the wedding. She, It would have been on site. This ain't even a real beef, bro, because they're not even on site with it. Even Tom and Jerry was on site. Like, bro, you gonna show up to... Think about it. They was in the same wedding together. Titania watching Jen on the stage. Don't have shit to say about it. I'm gonna catch you at the reception. Brother, have you ever seen hoes that got beef? Them hoes will fight in church. They'll fight in the library. They'll fight in the union. They'll fight at Chick-fil-A. Anywhere, bro. Every time, every week on Facebook, you can see bitches fighting at like a kid's soccer game, bro. Because that's how it will really go. This ain't even real beef. <laughs> bro. Oh, man. You're not wrong either. Especially since I've seen... <laughs> I've seen so many fights break out too, just from being in Atlanta. Oh man, I remember seeing. I just remember walking just from my dorm, and a bunch of us were walking by the sidewalk, and we just see like a bunch of girls just fighting in the parking lot, <laughs> like right behind one of the other dorms. <laughs> and this is like us coming back from fucking winter break, bro, and they're already on this shit. So it's like I, it's like I don't want to agree with you here, but it's. Yeah, I kind of see what you're talking about. Yeah, bro, like they they must they not really into it because like Titania was she was in there all day long and didn't say shit, didn't do nothing. And also, if you had real beef, you don't want her to turn into She-Hulk. I'm gonna kill you right now. Right, unless she can somehow prove that she can beat She-Hulk's ass, which she didn't. Exactly. I mean, first of all, you have to be a skilled writer to create a conflict between two people who literally have. Who, who aren't anywhere close to on the same standing. Like, look at the boys. And the boys is not perfect. Like, it is not perfect. But one thing they can do is they can play up the conflict between Butcher and Homelander, even though at any point Homelander can come to Butcher's house and laser him. Like, we still believed that there was, like, palpable tension between those two characters, even though we knew for a fact that Butcher couldn't whoop him until season three. Spoilers. But, like, or if you look at One Punch Man, like we know for a fact that he can whoop anybody in the show because that's the whole point. But what they do to build tension is they have that person beat up everybody else and then One Punch Man comes in. But like, I mean, I, you know, Jessica Gowan reading manga. She's not reading comics. She definitely, she's definitely not reading manga. So like, <clears throat> no, never going to get that. But it's like, I mean, yeah, she's like, it ain't no fun if you're not She-Hulk. Bitch, you couldn't whoop She-Hulk. You was, that was never finna happen. That wasn't finna be fun at all. You know, the first time you got slept, the second time you bust your teeth, and then there wasn't a third time, even though you're supposed to be She-Hulk's biggest villain. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was just such a waste with her character. I haven't read enough to know too much about her and her beef with She-Hulk in the comics, but it's like, I'm betting it's better than this. I'm betting they have... Like, like, give me some type of beef, like some reason, like some kind of rivalry here. I felt like, like, what's, what's a, what's an MC rivalry we could compare this to that could have been like something like this? I, as Tony and Steve had somewhat of a rivalry at points, or even like fucking Steve and 
Red Skull or Steve and Crossbones. T'Challa and Killmonger. Exactly. Like all of them are pretty much on site. But yeah, bro, we don't we didn't get any of that. They didn't even know who the other person was. Like, if you think about it, Titania would never even have like interacted with She-Hulk if she didn't bust through her courtroom. No, just just pure happenstance, fam. Ridiculous. And then the you know who the final villain we got was a nigga that wears a scarf with a short sleeve shirt. Yeah, just, just the fuck the 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 incel from Baywatch. Come at me, bro. Oh my. <laughs> And bro, they couldn't even get us give us the satisfaction of seeing Jen beat his ass in a fight. I know a lot of people hated that that finale and hated the whole. I didn't want to see She Hulk fight incels either. But with the route they were going, at least come on, fam, can, can we can we get some kind of fight? Like, can we at least see Jen fight the dude and get on his ass or something? But it's like, no, nah, we we can't even see Jen do badass superhero shit outside of episode eight. See, also, another question is, why does Jen know how to fight? Like, that's the, always been the weird thing about... I mean, Hulk, Hulk did train her the first episode. Barely. Like, I mean, I guess not barely. I guess that montage was like months or whatever. I don't know how long it was supposed to be. I don't know if it would be months. I'd say more like just a few days. I'd say that's enough for her to get enough basics. And since she's a Hulk, she can get away with a lot just through sheer strength. I guess that's true. But I'm like, I mean, you're not going to be a good... like. If she didn't know how to fight before she became a Hulk, three days of training, not going to change that. Also, we never saw them do combat training. They just jumped really far and they picked up and threw heavy shit. And then they started fighting each other. And she was just somehow good enough at fighting. Even though this, this is me being charitable here. I mean, there, there's there's the idea that there's stuff that we haven't seen, you know, but I, I do get what she's saying. Like, I, I have no reason to believe that she can fight. Like, if you can't fight, and then tomorrow you wake up with the ability to lift 10 tons. You still can't fight. You still don't have no mechanics. Like, you don't know how to throw a punch. Like, Scott Lang in Ant-Man, she was like, you need to learn how to throw a punch. Because it could be the difference between you, like, killing somebody and just knocking them out. Like, him getting the powers of Ant-Man didn't just make him a fighter all of a sudden. He still needed to learn how to fight. This is true. And shoot, even with that, I wonder, how has Jen... And this is skipping ahead, too, with our uh, later fights. But, like, this is assuming that she does not kill those poor Marvel Studios guards in Episode 9. But it's like, how does she know how to control her strength enough in Hulk form to not just punch through these people with what she's doing? Exactly. There's nothing to suggest that she's had that training. And she probably would have gotten it, but she decided she wanted to leave after three days. Right. I mean, I think... And this, this is me, this is my nerd brain going here. I think one quick way that they could have rectified it would be having her do the, the slap combat like Luke Cage does. I don't know. Have you seen Luke Cage? I have. All right. Then, then you remember him doing the slap combat whenever he would go up against normal people. Like, because if he, if he hit him with his whole fist, you'd be punching their jaws off and shit. Exactly. So he just kind of throws them around instead. Yeah, so throws them around, slaps them, do the like like light taps. I feel like they could have had her do something like that, or shoot, like they don't maybe maybe show how strong she is by not even fighting them at all. Like maybe like they're trying to dra- like maybe it could be something like where they're all hopping on her, trying to drag her away, but she's just casually walking by, like not even doing shit. Like that could have been something too. No, that requires skill. It requires knowledge of the source material. We're not. We're- <laughs> Do you, do you really need knowledge of the source material to 
know that a bunch of small men can't harm the She-Hulk like that. Like, it's like, it's like, are we really even asking for much with some of this stuff? No, but we're still not going to get it. I don't know, man. Yeah, Wong is Wong is pretty much every character who cameo is ruined. The cameo show, but it's not. This is She-Hulk show. It's not the cameo show, but it really is. Yeah, but if you put Wong in it, you got square armor for a week. And, and here we are, nine weeks later, or no, no, not nine weeks, fucking six weeks. God, whatever, man. Did you want to talk about episode seven, the whole therapy deal, a little bit more? It was just like it was bordering on filler for me. Like it's kind of like a manufactured thing. It's like, so these niggas are bullfighting and then her Prius gets fucked up. Like what? And then she has to stay there all day or whatever. And she's like, there's no internet. And then she wanders into their little, their little session. Bro. What's, what's so funny about this is like, fam, you're a Hulk. Just turn into she Hulk and jump someplace that has Wi-Fi, or just like better yet grab your car and then jump somewhere where you can find a mechanic. Like you, you can you can do that. She can do this shit. We've seen her jump miles on end. And even if she doesn't jump, she can run really fast because she's a Hulk. Yeah, bitch just run out. You ever thought of that? Like, bro, what? And she's like, I gotta wait for a tow truck guy. I don't know, man. Bro, bring a tow truck to you. Go find one. Shit. Literally. Like, I man, I don't know. Also. She was able to, she, well, I guess she had her own internet, but, like, Bruce answered a phone call out off the planet. No, don't, 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 don't bring that up. No. <laughs> I thought about it, too. It was like, nope, let's, let's just say the ship had a really good connection or something for the sake of charitability here. Oh, I. <laughs> I, I know how it sounds, but it's like, for the sake of charitability here, let's say this, the ship had, like, or some strong network that could connect to iPhones and shit like that that allowed him to contact her all the way from space. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> yes. It, it's like, and then all the, like, uh, the, the bull guy, and he's like, and then you got the matador. I'm not a matador. And it's like, brother, you have a red cape. Like, I don't know, man. Whatever, man. It was it was the the jokes. For the sake of the jokes, they got the vampire guy. Who knows? Maybe he'll show back up in Blade, whatever. And then Wrecker or Tomas shows up, um, the real-life actor Nick Gomez. And uh, this part annoyed me when they did the previously on, because I was sitting there thinking, fam, we all saw the episode. I know th- I know this guy's name. I know who he is. You do not have to show me this. But it was like, nope, we're doing the previously on. It was like, bro, come on. They don't trust us to remember this guy. I mean, and, you know, may- maybe... Maybe there's good reason for that, just considering how much they butchered the Wrecking Crew. No, 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 not the Wrecking Crew, the Great Value Wrecking Crew. That's what these niggas were. Exactly. And the thing is, if you think that there's a chance that you could get, that your audience could get confused about a character, it means that you haven't portrayed them well enough. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. And it's like, I I even saw someone bring this up in a few other reviews. It's like, was Wrecker... Like, the, the dude we're talking about right now, was he ever named? Was he or anyone else in the Wrecking Crew ever named? If you, if I did not know about these characters and external material, would you have any idea who the fuck these niggas were? Nope. No idea. I thought they were just randos with technology there trying to get, trying to get their blood or whatever. Like, no, bro. They're, they're humans who have Asgardian, like, enhanced weapons, like construction weapons and shit. Like that and the dude, Thunderball, who had the, the swing and mace, he was originally black. Like, they race-swapped him, and barely anybody talked about that shit. 
Of course. Of course. Because you know why? Because if somebody gets race swapped from black to white, nobody gives a fuck. But if you make a mermaid, if you make a fish bitch black, oh, it's a problem. Now, you know what? That was a different episode. No, nah, we're we not, we not talking about Ariel. But but no, it's a, it's an it's a interesting conundrum here. And what's funny is like, I saw, you remember um, the, the black dude she was dating, David, like the real life dude, I think it was David Otunga, the actor. I was sitting there thinking, bro, they could have had him be Thunderball. Nah, bro, he needs to get carried into the room. No, that, that was a, not him. I meant the, the black dude before him. Like, um, oh, 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 somebody gonna take our order? <laughs> yeah, that dude. Yeah, I'm saying he could have been Thunderball. Because, I mean, the Wrecking Crew, they're, they're supposed to be like some big ass dudes, bro. Like, these dudes fought, like, they fight Thor head on, the Hulk. Like, they're strong as hell. But it's like, the, like looking at the, the actual Wrecking Crew we got, these dudes are shrimps, man. They were lame. I don't think they were bigger than me. Nah. And then meanwhile, they they saved the actual big nigga for just some stupid date. <laughs> Bro, I, I don't know, man. I'll give it to that nigga. He a shooter because he shot a Titania off off rip. As soon as the case <laughs> Titania sucks that, that happened to you. That shot went in too. Well, he I mean he has to buy her shit, so I don't know if he won, but hey. I mean, see he it's, it's something, man. Why, might as well. He was bold as fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. He upgraded. He, he upgraded, bro. Bro got the dub on that one. But anyway, also, so Jen had a lot to say about the niggas that she went on dates with, but she picked those niggas. She could have just not went on dates with them. So that, like, them is the niggas you like. Like, there's that. And you notice how in the episode, they all, like, was she speed dating or something? Because she had the same clothes, the same restaurant. Like, what's going on here? Is that what that was? I... I didn't pay too much attention to it. I gave the show the benefit of the doubt, assuming that this is like over the course of some period of time. And these are just like a bunch of days she's having. I didn't notice that she had the same shit on. But no, it all looked like it happened like the same day, bro. That's that's some interesting scheduling, because first of all, they're in L.A. is huge. Like there are so many like sub cities and shit. All these niggas like live close enough to this restaurant for it to make sense for them to come meet her there. I, I guess so, and all of them just conveniently have the time to do so in that day. Yeah, because one of them was a pediatric neurosurgeon or whatever. He seems pretty busy. You'd think he'd be on call. Not true. And I, I know how hard the dating deal is for, for men and all that <laughs> shit, but really, some of the dudes she'd be dating, they would have other matches. Todd, most likely not. Hell no, that nigga's desperate. But the doctor dude, he, he would probably be going out with other girls too, or then again, he did have some kind of he did have an infatuation with She-Hulk, but either way, it just adds on to the point that it is extremely unlikely for all these men to be able to meet her up here at once, all in the same day. Exactly, and Todd's rich as fuck, so he could have been doing a number of things. And then, like one of the guys, she like one of the days she went on, the guy was like, "I'm a writer," and she like shitted on him for being a writer, like clearly did not approve of him being a writer. And it's like, bro, like. You go on a date and you tell somebody that you like that's your passion or whatever and that's what you do and like what you're working on and you're excited about it and then she acts like it's lame. She's like, wow, lame ass nigga, he got dreams. Like, bro, what? Like we're supposed to, she's supposed to be our protagonist. No, nah, man. Like the dude was a he was a lame, he was a lame ass man, so it's okay. Stupid man, always caring about things in life. Ridiculous. But yeah, bro. I I don't know, man. That all that shit doesn't make any sense. It 
And that's how it makes now. And when you find out that all this is based on the dating experiences of the people who wrote the show, you're like, now I get it. These bitches can't get matches on Tinder. What does that tell you? Mm, I'm just, this show told us a lot, man. Let's get to episode eight. Um, since we already talked about the case, I guess, what do you think overall of Daredevil and She-Hulk together? I mean, it makes, it kind of makes sense. They could have done it better, but I wasn't really surprised because if we learn anything in this show, it's that She-Hulk is easy to crack. We could probably crack her, bro. So, like, the fact that Daredevil can hit, I mean, that ain't a problem at all because he can, I mean, if he can, if he can bag Elektra, he can bag anything in the MCU, quite honestly. And he can't even see. Also, I mean, that's probably an advantage to Jen that he can't see. So there's oh, that. Come on now. Hey, it'll make it no harder. Unless he's like Ray Charles and he felt her arm, he felt her hand and could tell she was ugly or something. I don't know. But like, yeah, bro, like it, it makes sense. Like from what we understand, first of all, I mean, doesn't Jen fuck Iron Man in the comics? She's fucked Iron Man, Hercules, some random model. Um, a few other people, exactly not too. Yeah, like it ain't it ain't out of the ordinary. Like that's not really something I got a problem with. I mean, at the same time, Matt didn't have to do shit. She like hitched it to him, bro. She fastballed that shit right down the middle to him, and it wasn't even fastball. It was like seventy miles an hour. He saw it coming the whole way. No pun intended. Like. <laughs> Like she didn't have to do nothing. He didn't even put no game on her, bro. No, he, he put he put a little bit of game on her at the bar. I think. I guess beyond that, he was just a badass. That that was it. And then he was like, and then he went. I feel like he really wasn't even on that low key. Like he was like, yeah, maybe we can go to dinner next time I'm in town. And she's like, fuck that dinner. Come get this clam. Like she was like, get it now. He said, fuck when you come back in town. Get this shit tonight. Yeah, it's like, oh, we could, we could skip all that. Yeah, that was that was one of the scenes where I was like, you know what, fuck it, yeah, just let's let him have the victory, you know. Let's let's let She Hulk and Matt smash. And then there was a whole walk of shame afterward. Now I get what people are saying and saying it's like, oh, Daredevil, he would be all stealthier. He he wouldn't. It's like, oh, it's it's emasculating to have him walk without the boots and and all the other shit. I'll be honest, I don't give a fuck that much. I mean, walking without the boots on. Kind of suggests that they're like not comfortable, but if they ain't com- first of all, first of all, if you think gay Edna Mode is gonna make anything that isn't comfortable, you got another thing coming, honey, because that nigga does top tier work. At least that's what he told us, right? That's number one. Must. Number two, if the boots not comfortable, why the fuck is you kicking people in them? You need to get some new boots, buddy. But I mean, also, I personally have never done a walk of shame, especially not without shoes, and I've been. I've been to Bitch's house and it came back the next day. It wasn't no shame with my game. Like, look, it, it ain't that. Also, why the fuck is he run, running around in his suit in broad daylight? You think that that's that, the thing that bothers me, really. Like, and he does a lot. He's just kind of in public. Like, even in the finale, it's broad daylight. He just kind of swoops in. Well, I mean, all that shit is just completely arbitrary. But not even swoops in. He literally dropped in the sky, bro. Yeah, it's like, where the fuck you come from? It's like Spider-Man landing in the middle of a field. It's like, how the fuck did you get here? But yeah, so I don't, like, why would he just be in broad day? He don't got shit else to do? Nope. But, no, no, literally because the plot demanded him then. Yeah, not even the plot, just Jen. Jen specifically. Strong-armed, and then they come back to L.A. Those flights aren't cheap, not even on Spirit. 
past episode eight, or not past episode eight, past the whole interaction with Daredevil, we get to the Women of the Year awards. Where honestly, what like what the hell even was the award show anyway? Where they give all these di- or no, not Women of the Year, Female Lawyer of the Year award, which they just pass out to apparently a bunch of different female lawyers. And as we established just um, earlier this um, recording, Jen is a terrible lawyer. Like, really, Mallory Book, if anything, for what we've seen, was the one who deserved it because she's the face that never lost the case. Wait, 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 wait. Because Mallory's not that good of a lawyer either. Because if you think about it, so she won the she won Jen's little defam not defamation her little copyright case or whatever she won that one, and she's the, clearly the Mr. Immortal one. You're about to bring that one up. Yep, she clearly takes it more seriously. But if you look at the case she does with whatever the friend's name is, I can't remember. If you look at that case, they for Mr. Immortal, she fucking folded that case for him, bro. Like he came there trying to get help. She made him pay more than he probably would have. Yeah. But actually, no, that's not true. Because he was like, because he got tired of hearing about it. He was like, look, he's like, I got some OG Apple shares. We can just split that, call it a day. Bro, them hoes negotiated. It ended up getting less than what those Apple shares were worth. And like, first of all, that just kind of shows that like, if you wanted to dispel the rumor or the stereotype that women don't know shit about money and finances, you didn't do a good job. Because my nigga, first of all, like, First of all, Apple shares are just, you know, they're worth a hundred some dollars a pop now. Also, if he was trading back then when they had their IPO, he probably has like paper certificates of those shares. Those shares are worth way more than the 120 that they trade at, bro. You have original Apple share certificates, bro. Those things are worth thousands of dollars each. And some of those women got way less than that. One of them just got like an apology with unmitigated eye contact? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's, it's played off for a joke, but it's like, come on now. In this situation, literally anybody would be looking for some form of financial compensation, especially if the dude is capable of what you just said. Exactly. Like, he literally, he literally said that, and he offered it up to all of them. He's like, you know what? I got Apple shares or whatever, and we can just split these up between us and call it a day. And then they were like, well, why should, you know, then they're like, well, I was with him for this amount of, like, we weren't all together for the same amount of years. Like, we should get different shit. And that's pretty consistent. That's some shit a woman will do from what I've seen. But it's like, bro, what? As soon as bro said original Apple shares, like, if it was me, if it was me, as soon as bro said original Apple shares, I'd be like, this shit is over with. Or if they got to, to uh, litigating who gets what, I'd be like, I need all those Apple shares. What the fuck? I need every single one of them. Bring them certificates to me too. Bro, what? I'll never work again. But yeah, then she, so then she's like, you're going to pay. And it's like, bro, what? The whole point of him hiring you so he wouldn't have to pay. So Mallory's y'all, y'all are his lawyers. Like, Why aren't you helping him out? Exactly. They went against his wishes. They literally switched sides on him during the, the fucking arbitration, bro. Like that, you'd get this bar. Surely you honestly every every piece of lowering we've seen in this show, except for Pug, Pug's slow ass. Everybody except him would probably get this bar for the shit they did in this show. The drip broker. The drip broker. And then, <laughs> and then in the, in the finale, I can't do this, bro. What? Why is he talk, bro? Why is he talking like this? 
even Pug, like Pug is supposed to be like the nicest man on this show, and even mm-hmm. he's an idiot, bro. Like what? Pug and the is guy, the nice guy. There's no way he's gonna be, a, and he's been working for a while. You can tell, like he's been there a long time, right? So it's like, bro, there's no way he's gonna be that good. Like they're not gonna let you. You're not gonna be working in a firm like that. That's how you talk. Like you're, you're not convincing anybody of shit in court if that's how you talk. Uh, not, not in this world, man. Just, just whatever goes on in the MCU. Bro, that nigga talks like Simple Jack, bro. No, hell no. <laughs> for just for the hell of it, we should do a Tropic Thunder podcast at some point. <laughs> that would be fun because the year they did that was literally the last year they could have done that. That movie was fire. But anyway, so yeah, Mallory's not even that good of a lawyer. If you look, she's like one for two of competency, and even then, she low key like. Like, Jen having to pull her tender out kind of means Mallory didn't have shit going for us. She was like, yeah, we'll have evidence, Your Honor. It's like, first of all, you're supposed to already have that shit. That's number one. You'd already have been asked to present whatever evidence you think you have whenever you're in that hearing. And then you come up with a tender profile. And the thing is, I was watching this, the EFAP episode where they had the lawyer guy on there. He was like, that case would be about proving that she used the name in commerce. Her using it in a dating profile wouldn't have meant shit. Like, it wouldn't have won her the case at all. And then, like you said, she just has to say, like, I literally got hired because I'm a She-Hulk or because I uh, identify as She-Hulk or whatever. Case closed. But no. And then, yeah, but going back to the uh, the female lawyer of the year award, it's like that is very specific for an award. And also, they didn't specify, like, who was putting the event on or if they did, I can't remember. But it's like the California Bar Association or whatever, then that would make sense. But, like, who the fuck are these people giving these awards out? Yeah, I got nothing on that, man. Then you get up, they get on the stage, and then, like, so how does Jen not know that she's not the only person getting the award? Yeah, you know, yeah, they, you would think that would be something that they prepared them, to, they're prepared to tell them uh, before they came in, but nah, it's just springing up on them. Yeah, and I like, think it's them trying to make some kind of statement about um, um, women often having to share the spotlight w- amongst one another. Like, you know, like it's some type of competition that's fueled by men or their higher ups or whatever in this instance. I think that's what the scene is trying to say. But as we've just been discussing here, it's not really that well constructed. Well, there's that. And Jen seems to be the only person that's confused about the fact that she's not the only recipient. Like Mallory certainly doesn't give a fuck. Mallory acts like she didn't want to come, which we'll get to that in a second. But it's like every other lawyer is just happy to be there. And then Jen's like, what the fuck? Why am I not the only person getting it? (laughs) Man, and you know what? You know, there's another thing I'm thinking here. And I'm, I'm imagining at some point uh, there's going to be a think piece here about how Marvel portrays or portrays um, certain races and all that. But you bring it up, Mallory just just had me thinking: isn't it isn't it weird how they have the black lawyer lady be the one who's very dismissive in this instance and is like, whereas everyone else is like all happy, or the other person was happy to be there. She's the one who seemingly has like uh, I hate to say it, the attitude. Oh no. It's like, I, I don't want to be that person, but the optics here is it's a, it's a little, it's a little weird, man. You, it's like, you, of all the people you could have chose to have, have this, this personality here, it was, it was her. And what's interesting about this is that Mallory Book was originally a white redhead lady in the comics. 
Mm, interesting. But like, yeah, like Mallory literally shits on the award. Like, because the guy's like, what's it like being a female lawyer? And, you know, he's just asking a question. And then the first one's like, you know, it's, it's, he's, what'd she say? She's like, it's humbling and it's a great achievement. You know, the shit you're supposed to say. Yeah, she's all happy go lucky. And then Matt was coming in. She's like, um, you're forced to do, um, twice the work for half the recognition and you're constantly being asked what it's like to be a female lawyer, something like that. Pretty on the nose what they're trying to say. Like, I mean, not, not even, not even to say it's on the nose. Like she's straight up just say it. She just said it. You know what happened? This is what I bet happened. They watched the TV show scandal with Carrie Washington. <laughs> Had the little scene, you know, Carrie had a scene where her dad, she's like, my father told me that as a black person, not woman, as a person, you have to do twice the work to get half the credit or whatever, quarter of the credit, I don't know what the fuck she said, but that's where that came from. I bet they just stole it straight from Scandal, and it's like, bro. Yeah, and that, that Scandal did make that line real popular, like in real life, too. I mean, I'm not saying the quote isn't true for certain people. I don't know about women in general, but for black people, I would say, or other minorities. But, like, it's like, if Mallory has that much disdain for the award, why the fuck did she come accept it? Just make them mail it to you. Or don't, like, don't come. Why would you come? Like, why would you show up? Like, why would you show up to the Grammys and be like, fuck the Grammys? I don't give a shit about the Grammys. It's like, just don't come then. Let them mail it to you. Yeah, that's true. And that could have been a statement in of itself. Exactly. Like, if she was that pissed about it, why didn't she just not show up? And then also, Mallory and and Jennifer work in the same office. Surely it would have come up in conversation that they got nominated for the same award. I guess they don't talk enough. And then, like, so if Mallory's the the face that never lost the case, then I think it's safe to assume that she's won this shit before. So, like, you know, like, if they had if they had the conversation about this award, then Mallory would be like, yeah, I, I win it literally every year because they give it out to every female lawyer they can find. Like, that would have come up. Honestly, you bringing that up, like, that could have, that sounds like it could have been a legitimately interesting plot point if these niggas had put the effort in. Exactly, bro. Like, they don't think about any of the ramifications of the shit they put in the fucking show. And that's why I'm like, you probably shouldn't hire people who've only done one good thing to their name, like one good episode. It, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Because you can't just write something and then not deal with the ramifications of putting something like that in your story. Oh, but you can with the MCU, man. They've already set the president. That's true. If you can get, If you can do a show like Loki and then get rewarded with an Avengers movie, I... I don't know, bro. Anything's possible. Failing upwards is definitely the move around here. Like, I don't know, man. And I know you're talking about Sterling. Loki is amazing. No, no. (laughs) It somehow managed to be worse than that, even though Loki completely like destroys everything that's been established for the last 10 years. Yeah, bro. It's like even with me, as much as I personally hated Loki, I found myself missing that show over this. Man, and that show was really just the whole, like, second half of the season was just Loki dick-riding Sylvie. You're amazing. Oh, my God. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Have some decorum, bro. Pick your jaw up off the fucking floor, mate. 
Okay, we we getting off track here talking shit about Loki, but <laughs> all right. So there's a female lawyer deal. Jen's about to speak, and then we get the whole um, intelligentsia doxing her, revealing all her private info. And really, all this shit they did, it it wasn't that bad. It was just them slut shaming her and saying she doesn't deserve her power and all that. Um, and then they revealed like like people point out it was like bills and her texts and all that like work texts it's like y'all try to do this big expose on her and you showed like the the sex tape that she had with josh and she somehow didn't notice that camera in the room or, or him placing it um but really just looking at all this it's like yeah it sucks for jen and to a certain extent i did actually kind of feel bad for jen here too because it's like bro this is an extremely private moment being just put on for all your coworkers and your family to see at one of your, what's supposed to be a big moment for you. But in the grand scheme of all of it, it's like, damn, the, 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 this is all that the, the main bad guys of the season are doing. Yes, bro. And then, <clears throat> so like she gets mad, right. And she fucks up all the team, bro. Those police got there so fast. So they either expected something, they expected her to do this, or like, because they're not standard security. I don't believe that. No, I believe that was damage control. How did they get there so fucking fast? I was like, bro, what? I don't know. Like, for the sake of charitability, let's just assume that they were there because it is a superhuman law firm. Maybe we can say that they've been targeted at, at some other points. I mean, it's not even a superhero law firm. It's a law firm that has a superhero division or a well, superhero. True. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like a law firm dedicated. They clearly do other shit because Mallory doesn't really have shit to do with superhumans. Well, I guess she kind of does, but I mean, I, I do see what you mean, but that that is just my best guess for it. Because even I mean, then again, maybe even like a whole firm. And hell, I mean, shoot, seeing how how many metahumans are coming about now, like. Shoot, maybe they just need the security. That could be a good enough reason alone, I guess. I guess, but, like, the only way for them to have gotten there that fast is if they were already there, and that's my whole point. Another thing, aside from this, it's funny how the intelligentsia dudes show up there and make their presence known by putting on the the masks. Yeah, you'd think you'd mask up before you show up. Or not show up at all. Yeah, that too. Or just, or better yet, like if if they need to show up to doxer, why put on the mask and make your presence known? Because she will have no idea who the hell you guys are if you just pretend to be normal people in the crowd. Yeah, there's that. And like, is there no way to do this remotely? Like, Todd's like a fucking tech guy or whatever. It's like, bro, you didn't know how to do this shit over Zoom or whatever. Like, you couldn't put the you couldn't put the slideshow up remotely and not have to be there at all because like. He was seconds away from getting killed. Like, she was about to kill him. Yeah, and for some reason, damage control lets him go, too. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, that's the main thing I was thinking about when I watched the show. Even the first time, I was like, you don't let that guy go. Like, you're going to have questions for him. Right, especially if he's in a weird-ass mask in this he's world. Literally wearing a mask. And it's like, She-Hulk is wrong for doing what she did, but she came through a wall to grab this guy. We should probably ask him some questions. Exactly. But it's like, no, no. It's just, no, it's all, we're just going to let him go. All, all the guns point at Jen. 
Yeah, man, I I don't know. Well, this this brings us to the the granddaddy of all the episodes, the season finale. Oh man! So before getting to all the super or fourth wall breaking shit, um, it's like I'm I was at my most conflicted here because. I mean, even with how everything has been structured up to this point, how a lot of the writing is shallow in a lot of parts, um, how a lot of shit does not make sense. This plot line in particular, I thought at least I was getting somewhat invested in for the time being, you know, just like, oh, finally, She-Hulk is about to actually like learn what it was like for Bruce or to really like be seen as a monster after what she did. Um Honestly, I felt like this storyline had a lot of potential, but it it seems like, or not even it seems like, it's just a lot of it just got wasted. Man, I'm going to tell you the main problem I had with that episode. Not we're we're not even we're going to brush past the fact that this bitch only had to deal with the consequences of her actions for like a day, but so she gets fired from her job. And she immediately has to move back in with her parents. I'm like, bitch, you ain't got no money saved up? Like, think about it. Spend all on alcohol. Yeah, probably. Like, and who who knows what the fuck ever else. And you're not spending it on gas because you have Prius. Well, I guess Prius do still have gas, depending on which ones you get. But anyway, it's like, if I got fired today, it would be a good amount of time before I had to vibe, like, realistically consider moving in with my parents like i don't know man and she's a lawyer bro think about it she's a lawyer bro a lawyer in la a lawyer in la getting an la salary but then again she's paying la bills but at the same time like and she's a private she's in a private law firm because she used to work for the da like you know working for the government is just never going to be as lucrative as the private sector so she works for a private law firm bro she should, and she should be making way more than she ever did working at the DA's office. So for her, after like, and she's been, she's had this job for like probably like a good six months. Seems like that's a realistic amount of time from all the yeah. shit that's going down. Like that should be enough for her to not have to live with her parents the week after she gets fired. Nah, man, she just bought that much alcohol. I guess that's like the only way it makes any damn sense because it's like, bro, what? Like she, like damn, this bitch broke. But yeah, anyway, I, I, I immediately noticed. I was like, "You're not moving with your parents already. You don't have any. You didn't save any money. Like you have no bands." I was like, "That's ridiculous." For her, like if I was making what I would assume that she would make, that doesn't make like there's no way. There's no that doesn't make any damn sense. Nah, but then what else happened? Oh yeah, like they have inhibitor for her. First off, Bruce couldn't make, they established that he couldn't make the inhibitor again because it was really difficult. But then they also established that damage control just has inhibitors that they have laying around. So I noticed a lot of people were bringing up that they could have just solved this pretty easily. Yeah, make it that what she will. Um, and they they also let her out on parole for this first bit of the episode. It was just them. It was like them trying to humble Jen in a way. But they didn't really live up to it, of course, with how everything turned out. Yeah, all that shit just gets undone. And then, like, first of all, this is the laziest 
finale that I have ever seen in my entire life. In all my 24 years, I have never seen a worse finale than this. I was not satisfied with the boys season three finale because of the way all that shit went down. But that shit is miles better than what we got here. At least the writers had an actual conclusion to all the problems that were set up in their sh- in in the show, in the series, in the season. In this, At least the writers of the boys gave a fuck. Yes, and they're not perfect either, but they give a fuck. But in this shit, they didn't pay off a goddamn thing in this finale, bro. Like they said it, they set up in a season long conflict between her and Titania, kind of barely, but it. I mean, it's there. They clearly wanted us to remember it because Titania is in like four episodes, and then. You have this whole reveal of who the intelligence is and who's behind it. And then you have her show up at the clan rally of intelligentsia. And then you have Blonsky there, who is like who's also in like three episodes this season. So like it w- was it about to be a clusterfuck? Yes, it was about to be some baby back bullshit. Like either way, even if they had done they had stuck with whatever we were getting, still would have been trash. But it's like by her saying, I don't like this ending. Where is Kevin? And then going in there and asking him to change it. It's like you just nullified everything we just wasted our 30 minutes a week building up to. All that shit is out the window now. Just dropping all those plot points because they didn't have a way to conclude it. Shoot, not like, even just that, but just like just what this does for the MCU in general now that she's just capable of doing this shit. Yes, bro. Like you did a non-finale, and then, like we were saying earlier, she antis- they anticipated us being like, "Turn, get this fucking garbage off my screen." They anticipated us saying that, and they clicked out of the show for us, bro. They said, "I know what I'd do if I was watching this bullshit." They turned off their own show, turned it off before we got a chance to. And she's like, "Where are you going?" Bitch, you know where I'm going. I'm going to go watch Pirates of the Caribbean for the 2,000th time because they had it together until the fourth movie. Man, then she just jumps into Marvel Assembled. And yeah, this whole bit, it's like, it's re- it's pretty much the writers themselves admitting the show isn't that good. Like, hey, we, we know this shit was ass. Yes, bro. Talking about we can predict, we can predict the criticism of our show three years in advance. So why didn't you use the three fucking years you had in advance to just make a show that was worth watching? Why didn't you just do that instead? You responded to niggas who don't even know you writing a show yet. What sense does that make? And then, and then, so if you had this crystal ball of criticism, why didn't you take any of it into account and just make a better fucking show? Like, what? No, because because like anybody criticizing is a toxic troll, man. They're an incel. Don't you know the rules? Uh, Bam. But damn, it's like I I don't get it. Because if you know niggas are gonna take your integrity into question and niggas are gonna question your qualifications and your ability to make a, a viable product, you don't think there's a lesson in there somewhere? If twenty thousand people are in agreement that you should have never gotten an, uh, th- this opportunity, and you claim you knew that three years before the show aired. You think that you would put in the effort to make sure everyone knows that you do, in fact, deserve an opportunity and you have what it takes to make a viable product. But they decided 
that they're going to quote unquote lean into that. But by doing that, you just prove that that is actually true because there's really no evidence to support the contrary. Jessica Gow wrote Pickle Rick three years ago and is still riding off a success of one 20 minute episode. And they gave her a whole show for that shit. And then she's like, I should have wrote Shang-Chi. Hail to the no, but or Shang-Chi, my apologies. She, she said, I should have wrote Shang-Chi. Fuck out of here, bro. Imagine what that would have looked like. That would have been the most disgusting. That would have been the most aneurysm-inducing thing we've seen yet, save for this, of course. Right. And Shang-Chi already had problems, but it's like, damn. Just imagine how much lamer that movie would have been. Because <laughs> it, it was, at the very least, entertaining. I'm a sucker for a good kung fu movie. At least, at least gave a decent one in that regard. Yeah. Only problem... Well, I won't say the only problem, but... The only major thing I can't forgive Shang-Chi for is uh, that guy with the mask just getting eaten, like, off-rip. The, the death Never deal. Never got any explanation about who that guy is or, like, what is what his real relationship is to, to Shang-Chi, except he kind of, I guess he trained him. But other than that, like, we don't know who the guy is under the mask. We don't know if they're related. We don't know any of that shit. Where he came from. Nope, just gets eaten by a fucking soul dragon or whatever. But anyway, like, a non-finale is the laziest thing. All this whole show is like lowest common denominator of effort and ability in its entirety. This is like this is horrible, bro. This this is this show qualifies as psychological warfare. Like I I don't know. And then they say they say the only thing saving it is that Rings of Power came out at the same time, and apparently that shit is fucking garbage too. But like I ain't watching Rings of Power. I got this full force. So like I I can't believe this shit, bro. How are you gonna agree? I don't like this ending. And then you're gonna do another one that makes even less sense than the one you were about to do. It's supposed to not make sense at this point with the, the shit they just did. And bro, like that 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 X-Men pun, that not not pun, that X-Men joke, that shit annoyed me so bad, bro. <laughs> It's like, like it, it was already enough that they did that, but that was just like, all right, we y'all really, really just do not give a fuck anymore. And then she was like, and then you gotta bring back Daredevil. A girl has needs. It's like, damn, this bitch thirsty as shit. I don't know, man. I just don't know. I wonder if Jessica Gow is that easy. Not asking for me. Definitely not asking for me. But I, I wonder. I wonder I'd what. I'd that- rather not get into that subject. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, where is this coming from? I want to, I want her to explain that shit. But actually, no, I don't want her to explain nothing else. I want her to disappear into 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 anonymity, bro. She should, she and anybody who worked with her or for her should never work again, ever, 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 ever in life. Do not ever write shit. This is what I want you to do. This is what I'm, I'm talking to you. This is what I want you to do. Next time you go home, I want you to take every pencil, pen, crayon, marker, and anything else you could use your hands to write with. And I want you to take it. I want you to take it out back, and I want you to get an oil drum, an empty oil drum, and I want you to put all of it in there with some with some flammable grass and maybe some twigs and some leaves. And I want you to set all that shit on the right shit else again. And then I want you to go back inside, and I want you to take all of your electronics that you could type on. I want you to take your phone, your Palm Pilot, your fucking Nintendo Switch, your Nintendo DS. I want you to take your PSP, 
and I want you to take your laptop and all your monitors and your docking station and your hard drive, and I want you to take all that shit, and I want you to put it in the same oil drum that you put your fucking pencils and pens and your twigs in, and I want you to set all that shit on fire, and I want you to forget about ever writing anything else again. Do that for me, please. Do that for humanity. You owe it to all of us. Avert World War Three. Just stop writing shit. Find out how to do something else. Work, go work in a video store or something, bro, because this ain't it. Don't ever get to us again, bro. Don't ask to write nothing else. Don't beg that nigga. Don't beg. Stop bullying Kevin Feige. He needs to be bullied by you. Just leave that nigga alone. Delete his number. Tell him, apologize to him for putting everybody through this shit. And don't ever ask to write anything else. That's what I want. That's all I want. Oh, man. I'm, I'm not even I'm not even going to object to that after this. Just because, like I said, man, I was already just so mentally checked out of the MCU just by, by the time this show began that even with this finale, like I saw the leaks beforehand, I was just like, "Oh shit, they really about to do this," and they're just watching this. It was just, it was just glorious, just watching the train wreck just unfold. It's like, wow, what? It was so many different points in time where you just have to say to yourself, where I had to say to myself, "What the fuck am I even watching anymore, fan? What do you, what even is the MCU anymore?" Because <laughs> like, what? It's like in the fast. I thought it was bad, and what was it Fast Ten, the most recent Fast movie? With John Cena being the long lost brother of Dom, that was that was a whole other thing. But that movie was at the point where they were making fun of themselves, and now with the MCU, with entries like Thor: Love and Thunder, and now especially She-Hulk, the MCU is an intentional parody of itself. Like they're they're making fun of themselves in the the worst ways, bro. It it's fallen so far, like. It's just, it's a joke. The whole thing is a joke now. Feige, like, Feige got rid of everybody who opposed his vision for this show or for this, for the universe. Like, he used to have people that put him in check, people who knew way more about comics, who could tell him what should and shouldn't be in the films. And then he just systematically got rid of those people. And now we can see it now. Like, we see what's going on. And it, bro... Also, we want to. I want to make a statement, bro. Nobody gives a fuck if our heroes are male or female. We don't care that female heroes are getting shows and movies as of late. Nobody gives a fuck. Should have happened sooner. Everybody was asking for a Black Widow movie way back in 2014. We've been down with that shit. Been down with that shit. We just don't want to watch garbage products and. It just so happens that a lot of this shit we've been getting has been garbage products. And a lot of the shit we've been getting with female heroes has been contradictory to what they would want us to come out of those movies thinking and believing. It's just true. Like, you look at Captain Marvel. Like, you know, she's supposed to be better than all these men. All these men have been keeping her down. The first thing she does when she gets power, she breaks a guy's hand and fucking takes his motorcycle. Like, what are we supposed to believe about all this shit? So like, we I'm I'm personally not opposed to watching a movie about a female superhero. I'm opposed to watching bullshit. Yeah, about where I'm at. <clears throat> and it's so funny. Like when I was reading some of the articles about the trolls being trolled with this show, it was it was the IndieWire one too specifically. They were talking about um, this particular subject with the resistance to female heroes, and they there was one line that bugged me where. 
they said that it's still a rarity to have a uh, female superheroes in Marvel. And I'm just sitting there thinking, bro, come on now. Has Phase Four alone not introduced so many different characters that are female superheroes specifically? And even before that, it's like, were there were there not enough? Like that whole scene in Endgame was like, what, like, what do you mean still a rarity in Marvel? It's like, it's this weird thing with, I guess, with um, a lot of social justice writing and all that shit, where it seems like in, in an attempt to make the statement that, oh, we need a female superhero, we need a black superhero, we need a da-da-da-da-da or whatever. It's like they have to put down the characters or whatever that are already there just to make this statement. But it's like, why? And it's like, even now, what do you mean it's still a rarity to have female superheroes in the MCU? There's like, there's like fucking, I don't know how many at this point, like at least like 10 or something. It's more than 10. Because it was 10 in the fucking she has help scene in Endgame. Yeah. So like, like really, we're, what, what the fuck? What the fuck are they talking about with that shit, bro? I don't understand. <laughs> bro, it's, it's outrage journalism, bro. They're like, we need people to be upset about this shit. And it's like, man, you could be upset, but I don't make your article good. Like, and they don't even have a leg to stand on because there's dummy female characters in it. And then what's crazy is a lot of the time they'll blame men for the way women are portrayed in media and, and all that shit. But this writer's room, I think it had a majority of women in it and they still couldn't come up with what needed to be said in this show about women and female characters like there's the Bechdel test or whatever which is where it's like how many characters or how many conversations between two women do you have that aren't about a man and they don't even pass those tests a show written by women doesn't pass the Bechdel test whose fault is it now who are we blaming for this because it ain't us no more it is what it is at this point just uh like here's the hope in Wakanda forever doesn't just fuck shit up but oh man we're we're almost we're almost out of time for this recording man is there is there anything else you want to say about she-hulk no i I think i think at this point we're beating a decapitated horse not even a decap we're beating a decayed horse like there's not even any flesh left on the bones but i will say about the the next mcu offering that we're going to be into I'm I'm sticking to my prediction that Mbaku will get one shotted by Namor. I'm sticking to uh, it. I told you not to speak it into existence. It's um, it's happening, buddy. Get ready. I'm telling you, it's happening. He's gonna do a water dance, and Mbaku's gonna get laid out. Oh man, we'll see. Um, I guess next time, probably not next time when we do this, but that is it for episode four of the Zeros to Heroes podcast. Um, and that's it for our talk about She-Hulk, unless we do another deal on the post-mortem of Phase 4 of the MCU. But uh, yeah, peace out, y'all. Later.